And uh, this morning, I would like to also go into God's Word this morning to speak to you. But I believe that it is God's plan. God's plan for us to have the Word this morning. This message was on my heart since February 2022. Actually, if I look into my diary, I have written down some pointers there in actually as early as February. And uh, last week, Pastor Stephen texted me, I think you gave me four, five, four days notice <laughs> whether I could do the service today. <laughs> you are more terror than my husband. Okay, Pastor gave me one week notice, but you gave me only four days <laughs> whether I could uh, share this Sunday. Hallelujah for, what, for some reason. But God is good because we are always ready with the Word of God. We are always ready to speak His name and to worship Him because He is a faithful God. Can I hear an Amen. Our God is faithful. He knows us through and through. He knows our attitudes. He knows our struggles. He knows what we are going through in life. It's not easy, but He's there for us. Hallelujah. I know all of us this morning as we see you, you all look so good, so nice, prim and proper. But every one of us are going through our own trials our own struggles, right or not? And if we don't want to spare our, we don't want to spill our troubles on anyone, but friends, you can tell it to the Lord. Go to God in prayer. Talk to Him and He will surely be there for you because such is our God who is faithful. Amen? And we want our lives to be straightened out. We want our lives to be straightened out so that we can be an impact. We want our lives to impact others. Okay, right? As I'm speaking, I also I always remember my dear auntie, sister Betty, how her life has impacted so many of us. And uh, since she has gone on uh, like two months over, she and my mom, I don't have dreams about them, but a few days ago, I, had, I dreamt of sister Betty. And I dreamt that she was praying, just like, you know, in a meeting, and she was praying, and then she was declaring, declaring the word of God, and she was saying that, I have come, Jesus says, I have come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Hallelujah. And with that, I woke up. <laughs> I was so happy and so glad that I had a dream of my dear sister Betty, but not of my mom. I haven't dreamt of her yet. <laughs> so, but I want you to know that God is faithful and He encourages our hearts. Yeah? He doesn't leave us alone. The Holy Spirit is there to lead us, to guide us, to encourage us, to sustain us. Can I hear an amen, brothers and sisters? Yeah, this morning. Bear with me as we look into God's Word this morning. Very quickly, the title of my message is Impactive Living Through Right Attitudes. How important it is for us to have the right attitude when we face our life. And I can tell you, my dear, as we, as, as we are preparing for the message today, on Friday we had our VIP appreciation night. It was really a test of the message that has been prepared <laughs> for today. I tell God will test us. And thank God that all the VIPs who came, more than 20 of you, and, and Pastor and me and our family, we were tested. And I'm glad to know that, I want you to know that we passed the test. <laughs> we passed the test. Later on, I will tell you what was the, the test about those of you who came. So today's message is taken from, uh, our text is taken from Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to verse 5. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility we are to consider others better than ourselves, than, than yourself. And each of you should look not only to your own 
interests, but also to the interests of others. Hmm? And this is a difficult part. Your attitude should be the same as Jesus Christ, as Christ Jesus. Huh. How can our attitude be the same as that of Christ Jesus? The Lord Jesus Christ is our role model. He's not just our mentor and saviour. He's not just our best friend. We model after him. We read about his life in the Gospels. We read what he has done and all the miracles, the, the accounts that he did. And we are to model our life after the attitude of Jesus. Jesus, first of all, was humble. We know, the Son of God. But he came down to earth, walked among sinful men, gave his life for us. He humbled himself on the cross. And we know that he died and he was resurrected again. But what a humble man. And we are to emulate him. He is our role model. I hope today, not one idol, not Rod Stewart, oh, Bono is your model, okay? Let Jesus Christ, hallelujah, be your model today. Don't sue me, eh? okay? <laughs> but you are in the house, in the family of God. We can, we can model after our Lord. And we can read about him from the Bible, the Word of God. Hallelujah. So friends, our lives can be impacted by the life of Christ. And when Christ impacts our lives with His values, His attitude, our lives, your lives, can also impact the lives of others around you, young and old, families and friends and neighbours and colleagues. Amen. So through our lifestyle, my dear friends, we can impact the lives of others. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Jesus says this to say about himself. He said, many who are weary and burdened, come to me. What a bold statement he made. Come to me if you are weary and you are burdened because I will give you rest, he said. Not only will he give you rest, he said, I, you will find rest for your soul. And he says, learn from me for I am gentle and humble. We dare not go around telling people, hey, look, let me, I'm humble and I'm gentle. We don't, we don't say that because sometimes we lose temper, don't we? Come on. Yeah, say ouch if you cannot say amen. Right, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I display certain things and pastor also get shocked. He jumped. What do you do? What do you say? Because sometimes I exclaim my, my disappointment and I will let out a shout, you know, and then he, he, he see a new me. <laughs> my old self will come out. <laughs> Is that you, my wife of 44 years? Yes, it's me, still inside. <laughs> you need to come out. So friends, we are not that humble and not that gentle. Huh? But Jesus is. Can I hear an amen? And he is our model to follow. Praise him. Hallelujah. And he, Jesus never gives up on anyone. He never gives up because he is a good shepherd. Hallelujah. He watches out for his sheep. He puts oil on them, and if they stray, the Bible tells us he will leave the 99 to go after the one that is strayed, the one that is in danger, the one that is about to fall into the trap of danger. He will leave the 99 to look after the one, to look for the one. But it doesn't mean that he leaves the 99 in a lurch. They are safe. The 99 sheep that he leaves behind are safe. Come on. That's the heart of Jesus, our good shepherd. So dear friends, Jesus never gives up. He never gives up and he never gives up on you. Aren't you glad 
never gives up on me and he's still working. He's still working that our lives can be lives that will truly be transformed and truly be able to impact the lives of others around us. Don't, don't, dis, don't despise, don't limit yourself and think that your life is insignificant, that you cannot impact anybody, you are not a politician, you, are, you don't hold a big position in your company, you know, you don't have a big name. No, don't limit yourself and don't underestimate what God is doing through you. You may be just a simple housewife, but the life that you live will impact your children, your grandchildren, your neighbour, your gardener, your worker. Hallelujah. But your husband, who will impact others as well? Can I hear amen? Huh? That is what God is doing in our lives. Hallelujah. And also you remember the lady who came, it was shared in our, uh, in our pre-service, and Joanna shared this. The lady who came to Jesus and uh, she, she just, you know, she was so grateful to the Lord. She poured her perfume on him. We know the story very well, right? And she wept and she wiped his feet with her hair and tears, you know. Everyone was judgmental against her, but not Jesus. Jesus was positive. Jesus gave her a very positive com com comment. Say, what she has done is prophetic. She's doing it for my burial. So Jesus, he knows the heart of every man and woman and he is positive. Not only is he humble, but he is a positive God. Positive in his speech. Positive in his ways. Hallelujah. The men around him, sorry I have to say the men because they were at this dinner and they all were reclining with Jesus. They were giving the, the, the dinner in honour of Jesus, but they didn't wash his feet. See? And uh, they all had negative thoughts. Jesus saw their heart and saw their thoughts. The negative thoughts were judgmental. And, and uh, I pray that today as we sit around this, at his feet today, none of you are judgmental toward me. <laughs> Don't be judgmental toward one another. But rather we judge ourselves. Huh? Because the word of God says when we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. Let us not judge one another. You know, they judge Jesus and they judge her. But not Jesus. He had positive thoughts and he knew that what this woman was doing was for his burial and he knew that it was important. Her name, her, her, what she did, her deed will be mentioned. And even till today, 2,000 years later, we are still talking about what she had done for the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's important. That attitude is very, very important. She had an attitude of gratefulness. She had, this woman had an attitude of thankfulness and just thankful that the Lord brought freedom to her life and saved her from sin. Hallelujah. And the definition of attitude this morning, if you look up, it's on the screen. It's a subtle way of thinking. Is it on the screen? Yeah, correct. It's a subtle way of thinking or feeling out something or someone, a feeling or regard toward a person or a thing. An attitude is defined as a disposition, all right, or tendency to respond positively or negatively or even neutral. You don't want to respond. You are neutral. That is also an attitude, okay? So, uh, how you respond towards a certain thing or events around you, whether in good times or in bad times, friends, how we respond is defined as an attitude. So, my encouragement, my word to us this morning is let us live lives that will impact others by being positive. Practice the right attitudes every day. Hallelujah. Don't you know, just ignore the negatives, but 
work it out so that we can be, you can discipline yourself to be more positive each day. It's a choice that we make. Okay, talking about a choice that we make every day. Positive towards your wife, towards your children, towards the day, towards your boss, towards whoever you meet on the road. It's your choice. Whether you want to respond positively, negatively, or just be in neutral. Alright, neutral is neither good nor bad. But maybe bad. We need to be somewhere. Okay, don't be neutral. <laughs> Except when you park your car, it has to be neutral. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Huh? Don't put in Jura or put park, okay? <laughs> because when you press the button, it goes N and then you park, okay? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a technical person, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, now very quickly this morning, I will talk to you from three characters from the Bible, okay? And it's taken from First Chapter Samuel. As, uh, yeah, chapter 25, verse 1 to 35. I'm not going to read the whole chapter to you. It's a long chapter. But follow with me as we go along in this story. But there are three characters in this portion of Scripture that show us a lot about attitudes. I'm not going to pinpoint certain kind of attitudes, but there are some attitudes that I'm going to show to us this morning. Are you okay with it? Right? Okay, follow with me very quickly. Firstly, it is David. Alright, David. Uh, in this chapter, we find that David and his men, they are actually uh, feeling the emotions of having lost the prophet Samuel. Samuel had died and he was buried. Okay, you know that Samuel was the one that anointed David to be king and he was close to David. But at this time, at this point of time, Samuel had already died and was buried. And so you know the feelings David was going through and he was in the desert. All right, the Bible says in the desert of Maon, Maon, M-A-O-N. And there he was, they were roaming around, he had 600 men with him. We know that they were fleeing from Saul. We know that Saul was trying to take his life. And we know that he was anointed to be king, but the time was not yet for him to be king. So his, his domain was mainly in the desert. And if we have been to Israel, we know that it's around Engedi. It's at the wilderness of Engedi, where the waterfall and all that is there. And there were caves and they lived there. And at this point of time, there were Abigail. The Bible talks about a man by the name of Nabal and his wife, Abigail. Alright, so the three characters we are talking about this morning will be David, Nabal and Nabal or Nabal and Abigail. All right. And uh, the Bible tells us that Nabal was very rich. In those days, if you are considered very rich, you have not in cash, but if you have a lot of livestock, so he had thousands of goats and sheep, he was a very rich man. And in this desert, David and his men were there. And actually, David and his men were like Taiko there. They were keeping the people safe, they didn't do any harm to neighbors, servants or livestock. They actually had helped them and keep safety for them. So there came a time when David saw and David said, you know, it's a time of festival. Why don't, uh, you know, we ask neighbor for some provision, whatever he can give us. So he called his servants. Okay, I'm telling you the story. Yeah? He told, called 10 of his young servants and said the greeting of David. Number one, you see that David was a man who was so positive even in all these difficult circumstances, not enough food and, and uh, no place to stay and uh, feeling the, the, the hurt that the prophet had died, you know, going through morning time. Find that he was very positive in his greeting. He told his young man, go to Nabal and tell him, long life to you. Alright? 
the scripture is up there in uh, verse 6. Long life to you and good health to you and good health to your household. Another translation says, peace to you, peace to your household, peace to all that belong to you. You know, he was so cheerful in his greeting. He was so positive. And friends, his greeting was a sincere one. It was really from his heart. Mm? And in verse 8, he says, tell after you've greeted Nabal, tell him to give us and to his son, David. He referred to himself as son, Nabal's son, all right? So humble he was. He didn't say, no, David, tell them that I'm David, I'm going to be king. Give me whatever I want. No, he said, ask them to give me whatever he can give me. Whatever he can give me. He didn't demand for, um, for much, all right? So this was his request. Friends, I want you to know that David was humble, Mm, his attitude, he was in an attitude of prayer. It was like a request. When we request, it is like a prayer. And friends, when we come to God in prayer, all, we also need to humble ourselves. We, we know that, right? We have to humble ourselves and ask God what we need for today, what we need for our family, what we need in our life. So humble. If you don't ask, you will not receive. The Bible says, ask, it shall be given to you. Seek, you shall find. And if you... Knock, door shall be opened. That is what God says. So when we come to God, be humble. All right, have an attitude of humility like David had. Huh? And uh, we can honestly say in Philippians 2 verse 3, in humility, humility, we consider others as better than ourselves. David said, I am your son. He, he told the servants to tell. Tell this to Nabal. Your son, David, needs. Just give him whatever he needs. Whatever. He was humble, okay? And a cheerful attitude. He had this cheerful attitude. I told you just now, he greeted. He was cheerful. Tell the man to tell neighbor, this is what I say, okay? Long life to you. If somebody comes up to you and say, long life to you and to your family, to your household, would you feel good? Seriously, instead of saying good morning, say, hey, long life to you. We want. Isn't it good when somebody wish you well? Hallelujah. Prosperity to you. That's what we want. Huh? Okay, so he was cheerful And this nature, this cheerful nature Should be with all of us, dear friends When we greet one another When you go out and you greet somebody Let it be cheerful Let it come from your heart Let it be a sincere greeting Not, ayo, it's another morning Ayo, it's a blue morning, a Monday morning huh? Ayo, I must go to work Ayo, Sunday morning, go to church again Ayo, so fast, huh? the week comes I must go to church, I must take attendance Otherwise, pastor will text me tomorrow why aren't you in church? <laughs> I hope that's not the case, okay? We come to the house of God because we love Him. Amen. We come to God's house because we want to honor Him. Amen. We want to praise Him. Hallelujah. And we want to fellowship with our brothers and our sisters. Amen. So that is the attitude. Have a cheerful attitude, okay? And let us come together to worship our God. And a hopeful attitude. David was hopeful. Hopeful that Nabal, this man, would really be able to bless him, really be able to give him something for his 600 men in the desert. Can you imagine feeding 600 men every day in the desert? You have nothing. Is it easy, friends? No, right? Not easy. So it is a big task. Huh? He had hope. He had hope. So people who are positive are always people who have hope. Hallelujah. They know that something good will happen if they are positive. They know that good things will happen, especially if they are prayerful. 
Huh? If ask the right source, you know that God shall answer your prayer. Your hope is in God. Can I hear amen? Our hope is in God and we know that whatever we ask in prayer, we shall receive. Therefore, we, we know. Uh, we know that our God is a prayer-answering God. We hope in Him. Amen. Amen. So, David had this positive attitude. He knew one day he shall be established as king in Israel. Hallelujah. So, church, today, we too must remain positive and hopeful. Though we see things around us that don't match up, we see things that are stirring, things that, are, that make us just shake our heads, you know, in desperation. Say, how silly, how stupid, how corrupt things are. But friends, we can still hope in God. We can still hope and pray that our nation will make a change, that this nation belongs to us. Hallelujah. We are Malaysians. Hallelujah. We are born here for a reason and for a purpose. And this is going online. I'm proud to be Malaysian. Hallelujah. I'm proud to belong to Malaysia. Amen. 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 And I pray and hope that every one of us, when you go out, enjoy our nation. Enjoy what this land has to offer you. Because this is a land that God has given to you and to your fathers. To you and your children and your children's children. Hallelujah. And we enjoy the land and the provision that God has given to us here. Anyone in our midst here is starving. You had good breakfast. You had more than enough, right? Huh? So God is a good God. Though things may not seem right, but still He shall provide. Still He will be here for us. Still we are able to make a living. Can I hear amen? Still we are able to work and enjoy our lives. Praise God. Praise God. Are you with me this morning? Let us be hopeful. Let us remain positive. Let us wait for God to answer our prayers and turn the tables around. Hallelujah. Amen. Have a joyful attitude. Romans 12, chapter 12. Be joyful in hope and patient in affliction. So here we are. This is the right attitude to have. We have affliction. Be patient because we have hope in God and we can be joyful in that. So I'm talking about on Friday night when we had our VIP appreciation night. We had good time. They played games and all that. And uh, the food was supposed to come at 6.30. But because it was Malaysia Day, the jam was just horrific. And, uh, you know, the food came almost two hours late. Uh. 7.30, uh, one hour late. But the one hour seemed so long. <laughs> the one hour seemed so long. It was like, in my heart, I was thinking, oh, when they come out, I'm going to give them one or two, man. I'm going to tell them, of oh, what is this so late? You know, it was brewing. It was brewing. But outside, I was smiling. Okay? <laughs> I, was not, I was not angry with our guests. We are happy. We are serving the coffee and the tea, and we have uh, other snacks to eat, and we were happy. We were doing barbecue. But in my heart, I'm thinking, what? These people are coming so late. So irresponsible. But when they came, I saw this girl carrying the tray of food. You know, I had no heart to scold her. No heart. I just felt so pitiful for her. Waiting in the jam, stalling for half an hour, not moving, you know. And how, how stressed she would feel, you know, <laughs> uh, coming to meet us on time and bringing the food to us. So, so I was thankful. I was thankful my attitude had changed. So dear friends, when we prepare what we want to speak to you, we are tested. And when you listen to the word today, be careful because you will be tested. 
God will test His word in you. Alright? So make sure whenever you, when whatever circumstance you are tested, your attitude will be the right attitude. Can I hear an amen? It will be the right attitude. Huh? And then you will pass the test. Hallelujah. So here you, we, we were, we had a good time and the food came and there was abundance. And like Pastor said, he was able to give even to the people across the street. And uh, some of our, our VIPs even can able to pack home uh, the mutton varuvol and all that. Secondly, the person we are talking about is Nabal the fool. Who would like to... Don't name your son Nabal, okay? <laughs> Nobody wants this name. Who wants to be called the fool? You know, if you read in first, um, this same chapter, the servants of Nabal call him a worthless man. A worthless man. He was rich and powerful, but the servants had no respect for him. He was a worthless man. I'm sure none of us in this room would want to, anyone consider us as worthless. It would be bad, right? So why? Why was this stigma given to Nabal? It was because of his attitude. His attitude. What was his reply? Huh? No, the Bible says he's this man, Nabal. He's a surly and a mean man he's, with his dealings with people, okay? Surly means bad-tempered, unfriendly, threatening in appearance. I mean, even his appearance, you look at him, you, you don't want to go near him. He looks threatening to you. <laughs> he looks like he's going to whack you anytime and scold you anytime and then, you know, give you the end of the stick anytime. You don't want... You don't want any encounter with this man, let alone let his life impact you, okay? But can you imagine or not this kind of man? But he was very rich. He was very wealthy. So the servants had to listen to him and obey him. So what happened here? What was his reply? Verse 10 and verse 11 to the servants of David who came to ask for food. Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Verse 11, why should I take my bread and water and meat and give to the men Coming from who knows where? Sounds familiar to you? Who are they? Who are you? Why should I take and give it to them? I don't know who these men are coming from where. I mean, he was so high-handed. He was so arrogant and so prideful. That was his attitude. He was sarcastic. He had criticism. I'm sure he knew who David was because David was famous during that time. Even the girls would sing about him because he had killed Goliath. You remember? He had gone to battle. And he was famous already. Men would follow him to make him king. But Nabal chose not to know this man. He actually knew he, who he was, but he just wanted to ignore. Perhaps he was jealous of David. I don't know. Huh? I'm just reading between the lines. But the attitude of Nabal was not one that you want to be. You don't want to be like him. Anybody here wants to be like that? I'm sure none of you, right? Huh? None of you. If you want, if you say, oh, I, 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 I want to be like neighbor, come forward and we will pray for you. <laughs> you genuinely need to be prayed for. Huh? So don't, don't. So words from your mouth comes out from the abundance of your heart, the Bible says. So what's inside your heart, your, your, you will speak out. What's the attitude? And uh, the Bible tells us a neighbor was a Calebite. C-A-L-E-B-I-T-E, meaning he was, an, he was a descendant of Caleb. Remember, Pastor Stephan spoke about the spies. When the promised land, Moses sent them in, the 12 spies, remember? Right? The 10 of them came back with negative report. Oh, we can't go in. Oh, this land is bad for us. The people are like giants. We are like grasshoppers in our own eyes. We cannot truly fight them. But 
Joshua and Caleb were the two spies that were positive with the report. And this is what Caleb said in Numbers 13, verse 30. Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up. We should go up and take possession of the land for we can do it. He was so positive. And gang-ho, we can do it. Come on, pastor, we can do it. Let's do it. Let's take the city for God. Let's take the city for Jesus. We can build the city, build the church in Sha'alam. Gang-ho. Such was the spirit of Caleb. But down the line, down the line, Nabal, one of the descendants, he was, I don't know how many generations down. So I want you to note, friends, that attitude cannot be inherited, not in your DNA. It's not like how tall your nose is, how big your eyes are, the color of your skin. Certain DNA, we, can, we are inherited, right? But not attitude. Attitude, your attitude, building your own attitude is your own responsibility. Hello, it's your choice. What character you want to be, what kind of a person you want to be, how you respond to situations in your life, it depends on your personal choice. Ooh, isn't it good? God gave you a choice. You cannot say, oh, yeah, I'm like that. Lah. Why? Because my parents are like that. My mother was like that, a gambler, so I'm a gambler. My grandmother was a gambler, so I'm a gambler. I got no choice. Huh? No. You don't have to be. My father was negative. My father was always doing these things. He married two, three wives. He had mistresses, so I, no choice. I have to do this. This is my life. No. You can be different. Can I? Amen. You can be different. You choose to be different. Hmm? You don't have to be negative. You don't have to be pessimistic. You don't have to be always, you know, pouring uh, hot water on circumstances and, make, and water down things. You don't have to. It's not, you don't need to do that. Friends, you can make a choice to be different. Everyone say, I can be different. Come on. I can be different. I can do this, right? You can do this, especially now, since we know Jesus and you know God and you have the power of the Spirit of God working in you. You can be different. Hallelujah. You can see things differently and you can be positive. Mm? That you can make good choices in your life and you are responsible. So don't blame your educational background. Don't blame your teachers. Don't blame society, okay? Change is possible. It's not impossible. Change is possible. Last week, Pastor spoke. Progress is possible. Hallelujah. Change is possible. And you can do it. Huh? You can do it. And uh, consciously make a decision to be a better person. I want to be a better person, with a better attitude in life. I want to be more joyful, more cheerful, less of a grumbler, <laughs> more of a praiser. Hallelujah. Can you do that? Huh? Change your attitude. Amen. Nabal's attitude was sarcasm, contempt, prideful, arrogance, not generous. He was not generous. He wouldn't part, part with any of his food for, for David and his men, you know, and he even insulted them and shamed them and sent them off empty-handed. But you know what? Because of his negative attitude, bad consequences will happen to him. Because of our negative attitude, bad consequences also can happen to us and to our family. Because that was exactly what he brought upon himself. 
When the news came back to David, David said, I'm going to go after this man. Come, take 400 old men, stick up your swords and follow me. They were going to kill all the men that belonged to Nabal and his household. There was going to be a massacre and bloodshed. That was what was happening if you read the chapter in 1 Samuel 25. Okay? So, friends, it can lead to dire consequences, negative uh, response, okay? So, friends, we don't want that. We are not, you know, lately also there are some people who, are, who have this entitlement mentality. Entitlement means I'm entitled. I'm entitled to receive this. This is, I'm born in this family, so I must have my inheritance. I must do, you, it's your, your, your right to give me what I want because I didn't ask to be born. Hello? I think when I grew up, I had that entitlement too. I remember confronting my, my, my parents, so I didn't ask to be born. So, <laughs> friends, we are not entitled to anything. <laughs> huh? Any entitlement we have is because God graciously gave it to us. Can I? Amen? He graciously saved us. He graciously blessed us. Hallelujah. And we are blessed. We are not entitled. Huh? Because we are a son of so-and-so, so I'm entitled. Entitlement mindset needs to be changed. Hmm? We need to be changed. Huh? The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have sinned and we have fallen short. So we need to come to God and say, Lord, change me. The right attitude defines you for success, but a lousy attitude will limit your level of success. So in this case, you know the story. The third one, I'm going to end with this, is Abigail. Look at Abigail's life. I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm a woman, but I can see so much of good things in her life. Her interception of, of her, what her husband's uh, decision. Without telling the husband, she, she found out the servants came to her. They didn't go to the husband, whom they call worthless men. They came to her. Why? Because they know that she was wise and she was intelligent and she was able to make changes. And she was a positive woman. Friends, her servants came to her and told her exactly what happened. And without, if you read this, the story, without any, uh, without wasting any time, she immediately made a decision. Get the sheep, get the food, get the raisins, get the cakes, get the wine, and send it to intercept David. Because David was on the kill. David was going to come to kill them. She and she went out together with her servants, with all the food, with all the donkeys laden, with all these things, good things, to give it to David. And she apologized to David. So humble was she. Okay, she was, a, she was positive. She reacted positively to the threat to her family. She didn't whine. She didn't cry. Not like we see in Tamil movies, tear her hair, you know, scream and yell. No, she did something proactive. Hallelujah. Because of her resilient attitude and because of her positive attitude. She didn't condemn her husband. She had no time for all that. Okay, she took to task. She became a commander-in-chief. Hello? We cannot say that neighbor was a hand-packed man. No, he was a rough man. He was threatening man. He was, I don't know how she became his wife, how she could submit to this kind of a husband, but she did. She did. All right? And because of that, God honored her. Friends, she, she did all this for the deliverance of her family. Hmm? And uh, a godly woman. She was humble. Humble himself before David. She made intercession. She apologized on behalf of her husband. Okay, she bowed down 
before David and said, do not, do not bring this on the family. Do not have bloodshed on your hands. You know, she, in, she, she stopped David from a blood kill that day. She had relentless faith, not giving up. She did not give up. Friends, this is something that we all need to have, this attitude of relentless faith in us, okay? She lost no time, okay? And uh, she impacted her servants who listened to her commands, who honoured her, okay? And her attitude was one that is, her response was one that was quick to respond to any situation and danger. And friends, we need to do that. When the time comes, we need to arise, we need to quickly stand up and make a decision and make it count. We need to do that. We cannot dilly-dally and say, uh, wait and see, uh, we shall sit down and we shall plan and we talk about it, we pray and see how. Friends, many people who say we pray and see how will not pray. They are using prayer as an excuse, but not Abigail. She went on her knees and bowed before David and said, spare my husband, spare the family. You know, and in the end, my dear friends, her action impacted David so much that David said, you are blessed. Go in peace. I will not harm your family. I will not harm anyone. I will not shed blood. Thank you for stopping me. Her enemy turned to bless her. Hallelujah. How can this be possible? Is there even a situation in our lives when our enemy can bless us back? And this is exactly what happened because of her quick thinking and her good attitude, her humble and positive attitude, her prayerful attitude of intercepting. This is what happened. Her enemy, which is David, blessed her. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you that Pastor and I too are in that position sometimes when we have people coming to us and saying, we bless you. Pastor, you are still our pastor even though they have gone and gone on other path, when they see us, they will say, Pastor, you are still my pastor. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> we don't know what's going on in your life. We don't know these many years what you have done and how you have gone through in life, you know. But they still come back and say, Pastor, you are still my pastor. We are so amazed, not because we are good, but we are so amazed at the grace of our God. Hallelujah. We are so amazed at what God can do in our lives. And friends, we want you to experience that as well. That your enemies can come in terms with you and come and bless you and your household and be at peace with you. Can I hear an amen? Is that good? That's good news. Hallelujah. That's good news. So in conclusion this morning, friends, if you have a positive attitude, you will bounce right back up. You will not be kept low and seated down. I'm going to ask the praise team to come and uh, we're going to sing the, the last song.